Okay, just a minute. I'll be right there. I'm putting on my voice. <coughs> uh, okay, I think, think I got it. This is IMHO. In my humble opinion. Hey everybody, this is Johnny Lee, and you listen to my friend Lon. Welcome to IMHO, your podcast headquarters right here at Anchor.fm and a whole bunch of other places. If you've checked out the homepage, the menu, when you first sign in, you can get this thing all over the place. I think we're up to about a dozen platforms now, something like that. Anyway, my name is Lon. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for coming back. Thank you sincerely to all of those that have told their friends, that have forwarded our link on Facebook, that have let people know that enjoy podcasts. you got to come check this thing out. I'm telling you, I want this to be a positive oasis in a world full of ich. That's my goal. And I think I'm accomplishing it, at least from the feedback we're getting. In, in fact, speaking of feedback... You can help us out with any future episodes. You can get in on the topics of the episodes by giving us your feedback. Go to the homepage that you came through, Anchor, and there's a spot there where you can leave your voicemail. Or you can go to our inbox and leave one there as well. It's leaddogonair at gmail.com. Leaddogonair at gmail.com. Do it. That first page on Anchor also has a listener support button, and I'm not going to push it any more than just to say, if you can, give us support. It helps us to expand studio, uh, get guests, expand our topics, just all kinds of cool stuff. So if you can do it, do it. And if not, it's all free, 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 free. Don't ever forget that part. Uh, The future topics that we're going to be coming up with, I'll just get that out of the way now so you can give it some thought and maybe get us your ideas on those subjects. The next podcast, not this one, the next one, that should be dropping about the 15th of June. Be aware. Learn what leads to today. We're going to ask under 20 people, under 20 year old people to tell time on an analog clock. (laughs) You are going to be surprised at the results. Let's just put it that way. And then we're also going to go the other direction and have a senior program a smart TV. 
See, you got to be aware of your surroundings. That's the whole point of what we'll be doing. So let us know if you have any topics or ideas, thoughts on that subject. We will also touch on weird family traditions, like the uncle that eats off of other people's plates without asking. Yeah, that's the kind of thing we're talking about. And last but not least for next week, odd names of your town. Like the ad on TV, the guy guarding took us. <laughs> What's an odd name for the town that you're from? Those are the topics coming up for next week. And for this week, we're going to be coming back very shortly. The first subject for this week, the first topic, if you will, what do I got to do? Draw you a picture? Well, sometimes when we're communicating with others, that answer might just be yes. That's coming up. Don't you go away. Please come on back. We have returned to IMHO back to talk about communications. We've all heard the phrase, what do I got to do, draw you a picture? And quite frankly, the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is yes. We all see the world through our own filters, don't we? The farm kid is not going to see the world the same as the urban kid. They're just plain not going to have the same filters. And that goes throughout our communication process as well. We often meet people who, well, let's just say they aren't very literate. They would not go to an owner's manual. They would not read a book. They would probably not read instructions on an Ikea and end up having something looking like a Lego disaster. But that same person could probably tear apart the engine on your car, find out what the problem was, and put it back together without a blink of an eye. That's what I'm talking about. That person is not visually oriented. They do not read words. It might look to them like just a jumble of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> others, others do very well with a one-time instruction verbally. This is what you do. Here's how you do it. A, B, C, D. They got it in their heads and they do it that exact same way every single time, starting with the time they do it on their own. Others, not so much. You give them that kind of an inst instruction level. And first of all, they're probably going to be looking at you like sheep at some point. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is not the person to be rattling off verbal commands to. They may require an instruction book, a manual, an operations manual, a way to do it. My point being, we all have to be aware of uh, where we are in that equation, and we have to make sure that we understand their communication level. Find out those around us, what do they trigger on. I personally tend to be a very visual person. If you allow me to research it, if you allow me to look at it, if you allow me to write something down in my own handwriting, more than likely I'm going to remember it. Or at the very least, I will remember where I put that note and I'll be able to go back to it. So that's kind of my point. How we see the world, visual, written, audio, instruction, which one is better for you? And that kind of tends to lead us to opinions as well. The filters that we see the world through, the filters that we communicate with, often form our opinions as well. Give that some thought. Hmm. Nancy Hand and the In the Corner Band taking us through the day. We're going to be coming back looking at a couple of more communication situations. I've got a story about a lady that did not really read the instructions on one of those dog citronella collars. <laughs> you can just about guess where this is going, huh? I'll BRB at IMHO. In my humble opinion, a positive oasis in a world full of ich. We are talking communications, and we still are talking communications. Kind of an oxymoron there, isn't it? <laughs> well, this thing is full of them. Don't even get me started. I do bring it up one more time because I heard a great, or I should say I read a great story that illustrates reading instructions. Comprehending instructions probably would be a bit more accurate in that case. Um, it involves... A lady that 
had a couple of dogs, and the story goes that the neighbors had been complaining that her dogs had been barking nonstop, and she posted online, I hate the electric zapping bark collars, so I bought a humane citronella collar. When a dog barks, it shoots a blast of citronella under their nose, and apparently they don't like it. Well, this morning, I was getting the collar ready and filled it with the citronella liquid, and that's where my morning should have ended. But no... And I began to, or I became curious as to how the collars actually work. So I'm standing by my back door barking at the dog's collar, but nothing happens. I make sure it's turned on and check the fill level, go through the getting started checklist one more time. Again, I bark. Again, nothing happens. Now... I'm not quite sure why I had this next thought, but I did. I put the collar on. <laughs> I seriously extended the band and fit the growl box against my throat and apparently barked good enough because the collar only works if it feels vibrations and because I immediately received a blast of citronella in my face. I began coughing, which only caused the damn collar to continue squirting more spray over and over and over into my nasal cavity. I'm now on my hands and knees in my backyard trying to breathe, and to make matters worse, the damn dog is still barking. So to get back to it, her dog was still barking, and between coughing and yelling at him to shut the hell up, she, <laughs> she emptied over a dozen blasts of citronella into her face, and during all of this ruckus, trying to undo the clasp of the collar, which had somehow managed to weld shut during that whole entire fiasco, finally got the collar off and threw, yes, threw, the inhumane thing across the yard lay in the grass, sucking in cool morning air in the middle of the thinking, it's the, probably the dumbest thing ever done. I hear laughter. She said, my neighbor saw the whole thing. He was laughing so damn hard he couldn't breathe. Between gasps, he told her I was going to come help, but every time I started to climb over the fence, you'd set it off again. And that would set me off again, and I'd start laughing, and I couldn't make it. So not only are her eyes red at this point, her face and ears are too. After checking to make sure she was okay, the two parted ways, and she went into the shower so, uh, well, so she wouldn't smell like eau de tiki torch. Lesson learned, next time, yeah, there's probably going to be a next time, according to her, don't fill the collar before trying to set it off. Remember, the neighbor is not a good source to help in a comedy crisis situation. On the plus side, she's not ever going to have a mosquito problem again. And don't rely on anybody but yourself. Go past the bullshit. Read the instructions. Do it yourself. Communications. Our next topic coming up, can we return to civil conversation? Is that even possible? 
healthy debate minus the flinging of mud, nurturing instead of judgmental pontificating and trolling. Is that even possible? <laughs> Is it? BRB on IMHO. What you listening to, son? What's that sound? What are you listening to? You gotta hear this. It'll change your life. I-M-H-O. IMHO, back to it in my humble opinion. My name is Lon. I'm the one with the opinion. <laughs> now, you can get yours here too, you know. You can talk back to your podcast. All you got to do is when you sign into anchor.fm to start listening to the podcast here, there is a button there that you can hit subscribe. First of all, that will get you all those new additions that come out, all the new episodes. You'll get a notice for that. And there is also a place that you can leave a voicemail. You can let us know what your thought is on any of the opinions we have here. Any of the opinions you've got rattling in your head, get them out here. Let's see if we can share them with everybody. My thought has always been, if I think of it, chances are others have too. So you're going to probably enjoy it. And the thing about this too, IMHO is kind of a variety setting. If you don't like this episode or you don't like this topic, hang on. There's going to be another one, just like the weather. So <laughs> this topic that we've got coming up, it's about civility. I asked the question, can we return to civility? Can we go back to a place where we actually spoke with each other, where we actually shared with each other might be a little bit more accurate. My thought is, I'm telling you, I'm thinking social media has killed us in more than one way. It has become, geez, just a festering swill, flotsam and jetsam, swirling in a whirlpool, and anonymous keyboard warriors saying whatever the hell they want about whatever the hell they want. So many are not even correct. Or they're single source. That's another one that kind of bugs a lot of people. They're single source information. They hear or read something in one place and it's almost, you almost can't joke and say, well, if it was on the internet, it was true. You almost can't say that to some people because they will actually take it to heart. Those are the ones that I'm talking about, I believe, kind of at the core of incivility. Now, 
that spreads everywhere. It spreads to civil servants. It spreads to public servants. It spreads to customer service people and the person with the bad haircut that wants to speak to the manager. We all know the kind. <laughs> I'm not picking on anybody in particular, but what I'm saying, what I am saying is I think we have degraded to a point where we can almost no longer be civil with each other. When was the last time you posted an opinion, say on Facebook, and it did not get a bunch of weird comments and replies and your share of sphincters and trolls and that sort of thing? That joke is painfully true. If you want to start an argument online, post an opinion and wait. I'm telling you, the civility is gone, and we see it every day, anything from politics to the clerk to the person that served you your sandwich with, well, let's say a little bit short of a grin, <laughs> shall we put it that way. Whenever I've been in a setting like that, where I'm on that other side of the desk, I try and keep that in mind, that I am the person that they have seen when they came in the door. Even if they may be the 10,000th one that I've seen, the grin and the how can I help you has got to be robust every time. I'm telling you, civility. Returning to the point where we speak to others the way we would like to be spoken to. I know that's kind of teetering on the edge of golden ruley, and truthfully, that's okay because that spreads a car across a bunch of different people, a bunch of different nations, and a whole bunch of different thoughts. Be good to them like you would have them be good to you. It's kind of sort of that simple. Well, I've read three ways that we can be civil on social media, because that's the one that a lot of us are touched by, a lot of us get in on, and a lot of us vent, and a lot of us post negativity, and we tend to rip people, because it is anonymous. We're sitting there at our keyboards. They have no idea who we are. We can say whatever we want. We're behind the curtain. They can't see us. We're in the spirit world. Don't use that. Come on. Social media, let's face it, can be fraught with arguments, nasty disagreements, and yet you can remain civil on social media while engaging in interesting and friendly debates. Avoid posting potentially controversial posts. You know the ones, the ones that are cryptic. <laughs> they want you to say, oh, are you okay? No, don't do that and avoid, if you can, engaging in debate. If you do, remain calm. Use non-confrontational language as you respond. And if the other person does get angry, ignore them. Block them. You can seek positivity online. I've done it numerous times. When you've just gotten so damn full of it. <laughs> that might be one way to put it. When you've just gotten so full of all of the negativity, consider who is on your friends list. Who's showing up in that feed of yours? What are you being fed? Is it positive? 
Is it negative? You can hide things. You can block things. You can delete things. On Facebook, you, you can even decide who sees each individual post. So before you post, make sure you click positively. Do you want to go to friends or do you want to go to public? Remember that if your boss or colleagues see your posts, it can indeed affect your relationships. So consider carefully how much of your personal views you want to share with the world. And also, if you have children or younger family members, you might want to avoid using language that might bother them, sexual references, adult language, that kind of thing. Just be careful. Also, post neutral topics. Some topics such as the obvious ones, religion, politics, well, they may invite discussion and debate, but the problem is not that. It's looking at the arguments that come from that. So stick instead to neutral things like family pictures, funny memes, non-political posts and blog posts, memories and old stories, even interesting videos. Stick to things like that, kind of the, the old way of social media. How about that? And finally, keep complaints off of your page. Try hard to avoid posting complaints on social media, especially those directed to particular people, businesses, or groups. Someone who disagrees with your complaint may become defensive, and this can start an argument in and of itself. If you have an issue with a particular person, keep it off social media. That's number one. If your boss sees you complaining about work or your co-workers, that could be grounds to not only get you in trouble, but could actually lead to getting fired. And any complaints about a particular business should be posted to their wall. Keep a civil tone. Keep it to the point. And even if they had done something wrong, keep it civil. Back again. Aren't bathroom breaks great? <laughs> too much information, too soon. 
<laughs> Back for the last topic for this episode, and it is indeed having to do with, well, kind of communications like we started earlier. The thought that sometimes the best birth control is good lighting. <laughs> what do you think of that? My thought is, what's attractive to you? Is it physical? Is it intellectual? Is it a voice, a walk? Is it indeed a body? Is it a look? What is it? What is it that's attractive to you? Now, the answer to that can be about as varied as the people that you might ask. It might be the eyes, it might be the lips, it might be the voice, it might be the size, it might be height, it might be the color, it might be gender. Who knows? There are many myriad of choices as far as who's making the choice and who the choice is being made with. But it does indeed come down to that. What makes someone attractive to you? And it has to do with age as well, too, doesn't it? I know that we mellow and we change as we get older. When you're in your teens and your 20s, it's almost like spending the summer in rabbit holes, just <laughs> jumping from... Okay, I guess I can't say that for everybody, but the point being, we're a little more active, a little more friendly. That's way more important to us at a certain point in our life than it is later on in life when the intellect becomes very important. Let's face it, bodies and face and eyes and everything else, that's all wonderful, but gravity sucks. So as we get older, things are going to happen to us, and that means you too. I don't care how much you have, if you have enough face uplifts to give yourself a goatee, I don't care. At some point, you going to be ugly. Come on, let's face it. So you better like the person inside. And that's why I ask, what is attractive to you? I'll give you an, an example of that. I had just turned 19. I was at a radio station in Minnesota. On my watch, if you want to call it that, I had two twins give me a call. Two ladies that were maybe... Oh, about six months younger than I was, and they were friendly over the phone. So I said, yeah, sure, why don't we get together? I'm staying at X place. You want to go there? We can meet. And of course, my mind was racing at that time, going crazy with the possibilities. And I crimped up. I made the place nice. I wasn't an ogre. So I made the place nice. I had some liquid. I had ice. I had all that kind of thing. The niceties, if you will. And the ring at the door came and I went and I looked through the peephole and I had one question. Lord, how could you do that twice? Let's say distance was their friend. But after having spoken to them, like I said, I'm, I'm not an ogre, so I invited them in, and it was all great. They were really wonderful people. We spoke for a long time. The thoughts in my head did not play out, but immaterial, truthfully. Again, we had a great time. We had a good conversation. They were wonderful people. So you get past what you're looking at, and you ask, 
Well, then what is attractive? Well, I thought that was attractive at the time, but turns out it was age and hormone related more than anything. Do you enjoy natural? Do you prefer made up? Do you prefer slightly bushy eyebrows or the current trend to sculpt them? And on the other side of it, do you like facial hair on your guys or not? Do you prefer clean shaven? Is it indeed a physical thing? And where does that start? As long as I'm asking the question, I'm kind of rambling, but where does that start? What do you see first when you see someone that's attractive to you? What is it that you see first? I know like many people, I see the eyes first. I see hair. I see a smile. I, I kind of see the windows to the soul first. And it comes down to the package that that soul comes in. Really, okay, you, of course, you have certain things that you like. You may enjoy dark hair, blue eyes. You may enjoy blonde. You may enjoy brown eyes, whatever that part of it is. Whatever the physical part is. Do you like tall, slender? Do you like shorter and more robust? What do you like, fuller body or less body? What do you like? And then I ask again, what do you like inside? What's the soul all about? Once you get past that outer layer, the bag that we all come in, kind of basically a bag of water, once we get past that, what is it that attracts you? Intelligence can be a wonderful thing. Conversation, wonderful thing. It doesn't have to revolve around the world's trending version of what's beautiful or not. What's beautiful in your eyes. And if you've got somebody like that, whether it's male, female, in between, other, if you will, what is attractive to you? And if it's there, and if the intellect is there, and if the feelings in the heart, those that make you flutter every time you hear their feet crunch on the gravel coming up to your front door, if you've got that, grab it and know that you've got a good thing, that it is based in something way beyond the physical and the appearance, that you have a soul connection. And to me anyway, that is what's attractive. That is what's beautiful. And I'm going to stick with that. So just give it some thought. What's attractive to you? And then, now that you're aware of it, go for it. Be aware that it's out there. Be aware that it's out there. Coming up next, we've got a couple of things left. Things that make you say, what? Got some trivia about how a tarantula keeps a tiny frog as a pet. What? I told you, see? And Big Hand Up Me is coming in with just a thought. That is next, right here on IMHO. Please don't go anywhere. If anything, go run and take care of your business real quickly, but bring one person back with you. <laughs> IMHO, 
in my humble opinion. I'm Big Hand Up Me, and this is Just a Thought. Never stomp your foot and say get to a tail-flicking wild lion. I'm Big Hand Up Me, and that is Just a Thought. Good day. Well, there, look at that. You survived so much of this episode. Congratulations and thank you, and I appreciate you. Without you, well, this is all nothing. Let's put it that way. Thanks for telling your friends. I appreciate you passing along and sharing my link on Facebook. You can go to my Facebook page for the writings. It's called You Should Know Before I Go. Head there if you want to check out some of the rescue work that I get into. Just use hashtag Ranch. That'll get you there. A few ways that you can check up on me and make sure that I'm on the up and up. I am real. I'm live. I'm in color. My name is Lon. If you want to talk back to your podcast, go to the homepage of Anchor.fm just before you click on your favorite episode. There is a voicemail button. You can leave a voicemail if you want to leave your name and information and share that on the podcast. I'll do that. I'll share your voice and I'll share your name. So get your opinion out there on some of the subjects that I told you about for the next show. And hey, don't stop there. If you've got an idea or a thought that you'd like us to cover, let us know. Leave that voicemail. Or you can always go to our inbox. That is leaddogonair at gmail.com leaddogonair at gmail.com and let us know get on get in on the podcast the subjects for next week those that i spoke of 
be aware, learn what leads to today. We're going to ask the under 20 crowd, some college people, to tell us the time on an analog clock. <laughs> Enough said. The other side of that coin, we're going to have a senior program a smart TV. It's all about learning your surroundings. That's what it's all about. And learning to communicate between you. Also, we will be asking you about weird family traditions. Like, do you have that uncle that eats off your plate, even if you're not done yet? <laughs> weird family traditions. And odd names of your town. Like the ad on TV, where the guy's driving through took us. Those are the subjects for the next show that's going to drop on the 15th of June. Get your ideas in on it. Please, please, please. And one last thing, while you're on that homepage at anchor.fm, there is a listener support button. If you're able to, if you are able to, go ahead and click on that listener support that helps us do things like I'm working off of a brand new clean crispy microphone it allows me to get guests into the studio just various things if you're able to do it if not this is all for free and it always will be that's all I'm saying help out if you can listen any other time like I said it's free to listen and very precious and priceless once you do it's time now for a brand new edition that we will be putting in every single show, every episode. Things that make you say, what? Today I'm talking about burrowing tarantulas that keep little tiny frogs as pets to protect their eggs. What? <laughs> well, it's kind of a symbiotic thing. Uh, the The spiders will allow the little tiny frogs to live right near their opening and so on and it's a bond not unlike humans and dogs the connection that is seen is between the dotted humming frog and the burrowing tarantula it's a mutual benefit in this case the spider protects the tiny little frog from becoming food for predators while the frog on the other hand protects the eggs of the spider from little tiny insects that the spider is unable to catch and also these extremely small insects then become a great food source for the frog. Well, how did the frogs stop the spiders from eating them? Well, the spiders recognize their pet frogs with the help of chemical cues. Scientists have observed the tarantulas picking up their frogs, examining them with their mouths and letting them go. Seems like they have a good system in place. I suppose not unlike a dog that tastes us. What? Man, that music is the cue that the end is almost here. Not the kind where you're standing on the street corner with a sign. <laughs> I mean the end of this episode. Almost as tragic. 
almost. I do appreciate you having come along for the ride. I do appreciate you letting everybody know. I appreciate Nancy Hand and the In the Corner Band right over there. Thank you very much for providing us with all of this great music that we can't get billed for. (laughs) Very important when you're on a podcast budget. I gave you the thoughts for next time, the show, the subjects. Do get in on it. Please, please, go ahead, send us a voicemail. Click on the Anchor.fm homepage, you can do it there. Or go to our inbox, leaddogonair at gmail.com. Get in on it, come on, do it. We want to have you involved in all of it. Thank you very much for coming along for the ride, like I mentioned. And I will give you my parting shot. Always listen when an old dog barks. For IMHO, I'm Lon, and I'm out. No, really. Get out of my way. I'm trying to leave the studio. (laughs) Talk to you next time.